Welcome to Overboost 48. Overboost is a podcast interview series featuring discussions with speedrunners about their history in speedrunning and gaming and the runs they're passionate about. Uh, I am your host, PMC Trilogy, and with me today is Bobby the Blacktastic. Bobby, thank you so much for giving me this time. Of course, of course. Thank you very much for uh, extending the invitation to be on this uh, platform today. Now, the... I always like to start these off with current events because I feel like I'm, I'm taking up people's time, but they're always working hard on things. You're working hard on a lot of things. I had to like, think, actually, I was lucky this week. I was fortunate <laughs> sort of in a way to uh, to have a, a sick day on account of uh, uh, vaccine side effects. And so it gave me some extra time uh, to, to watch some of the stuff that you're up to. Uh, the thing that I wanted to highlight up front, uh, chances are people listening to this kind of podcast are familiar with with gdq they've probably watched maybe some mainline gdq events uh between the mainline events games done quick does uh, a lot of other content they host a lot of other content on their channel and uh i had the opportunity to watch through your most recent episode of super boss brothers uh for which you're one of the showrunners can you give people the sales pitch can you explain what this show is I mean, if you want to pitch, I can just basically uh, pull up the, the little intro here. Uh, Absolutely, do it. I, I, I definitely love it. But uh, definitely, uh, Super Boss Brothers hosted live on GDQ Hotfix, where every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we're bringing you two fiercely skilled retro gaming veterans and pitting them against each other in a myriad of fan pick challenges to find out who is a super boss. So, uh, when it comes to uh, GDQ Hotfix content being speedrun and speedrun adjacent, this is probably the 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 most non-speedrun content that you would see on this channel like like i i want like 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 my my uh my kind of like vision for the show like it's a cool thing because john and i had like pretty like pretty much like two things that we wanted to bring to the table uh to kind of like you know toss our flavors into it into like one really nice you know hot thick show Mm -hmm. um so like my vision was like okay we like there are there are a lot of good speedrunners out there there are a lot of people that grind their game there are a lot of people that grind a solo game or a couple games that you know at, at a single time and like and like that's a grind and like and like they get they get that you know top 10 time and like that is definitely amazing that that's certainly oh, an accomplishment especially yeah. especially for like all like the retro games like going on today okay what about if we have them play marble madness okay go go, go ahead uh you know a a game like like i wanted to put like a game that like they've or a category or a sort of like you know victory condition that they've never you know uh you know like they're not familiar with and Mm -hmm. and like the 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 thing that i like about competition because like i i came from like you know a competitive uh you know esports before this was that like the ability to like adapt the the ability to like learn quickly and kind of like demonstrate your skill based on that so like you know that that's seven different games that these you know these two contestants are just going to be like oh okay how do i do this and like it's it's going to be like a a contest of like maybe trial and error or like failing mm-hmm. to you know you know to like you know learn as an experience and like yeah that is definitely probably like like some of like the the you know the the content that's furthest from like speed running like one take marathon you know trying to be like super safe about it uh really really keeps people on their toes and like and like it it definitely reaches out to like that certain audience and and yeah we've been doing this for like quite some time we're about to be going into our 15th episode Mm -hmm. tomorrow um and like john's vision 
hosting a game show like 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 and and like to to grand spectacle and like and like definitely uh, having that element of surprise when it comes to you know wowing you know not only you know the contestants you know so they have fun with it but also you know the the audience the, the people that'll come back you know friday after friday for you know for game shows you know yeah, so, you know, I really uh, wanted to compliment because I, I, when I was watching it, I watched episode fourteen, uh, you know, the most recent one, and uh, it, it gave me some of the the joy I had experienced from watching things like the mystery game tournaments. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you've seen those, uh, mm-hmm. but I also like wanted to compliment how well curated the goals are because I always feel like that's like the most difficult part of that kind of blind challenge format is you want goals that are, you know, well tailored to both of the you know, or all of the people you have involved in the competition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you definitely want to have like a victory condition that's easily achievable within an amount of time that like doesn't uh that isn't like too generous so it doesn't like drag on like really long like all right, Mega Man is is a really really good uh you know, I I always love bringing Mega Man to Super Boss Brothers whenever I like curate the game list myself. You know, like eight robot masters or complete wily stages like that's really cool and then and then you know it doesn't it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter if they you know complete it or not like mm-hmm. we usually judge on like how far they get to begin with so like a pretty you know short time i feel like you know it not only does it kind of give the players like a kind of like oh crap i gotta think on my feet you know like that sort of like competitive you know side that we were talking about a little bit earlier but it, it's also just like good for time you know like mm-hmm. If someone knows Mega Man and can like completely be somebody in 15 minutes, I'm pretty sure they can. I would love to see that in Super Boss Brothers. That's what I like to see. But if they can't, that's that's completely fine as well. Like it will still see like a lot of the you know a lot of the content that the challenge has to offer. Now you mentioned earlier that that it seems like part of the origin story was that uh, that John wanted to host a, a sort of game show type thing. Is there anything more to it in, in terms of how you got involved with uh, you know you and and Big John and running a GDQ Hot Fix show? Is there is there a specific origin story? Uh, I feel like um, there was the uh, one the, the, like the the GDQ like Hot Fix staff was like really like wanting to expand like their you know portfolio of mm-hmm. like Hot Fix like shows, um, especially since you know like there are a lot of like you know other you know. Uh, speedrun brands that you know run 24-hour content i uh, you know and i really really like the fact that you know hotfix has a lot of like you know live varied content you know day in and day out um like around that time like like this is definitely you know like last year and like the sort of like you know injustices that we're dealing with uh now we've been dealing with then and all that stuff so like a lot of like uh are you know voices of like you know poc like mm-hmm. content creators yeah. kind of like myself and big john were kind of like elevated in that in that's and then you know that aspect which was really good because you know a lot of a lot of eyes were like you know like got you know or like we're like really like on us um and then uh we got reached out to for like a sort of like you know like joint segment because like you know we've done like a lot of uh kind of like joint appearances and like marathons like before like yeah. you've, you've seen like his performances are like esa mines with like Mega Man nine and like all that stuff um like people really really loved our energy and like you know i've known john for about you know better part of like five six years now and like 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 we we like have like you know that sort of chemistry and like we kind of had like you know like a sort of like vision to like run something like this to begin with like well before you know we got the chance but you know it, it was just like you know really great that like you know they reached out to us and uh really you know not, not you know really adding a splash of color to that uh to that lineup there you know 
No, definitely, definitely welcome on on multiple counts. I think at this point you've described sort of multiple dimensions in which Super Boss Brothers is just uh, improves on the lineup of GDQ Hotfix content. So I'm glad to see it. I'm definitely, I I really enjoyed it too. I also just <laughs> wanted to say I don't know if Big John ever watched this, but I I related deeply to his um, sense of like confusion about VTubers, which isn't to say that either of us are talking negatively about VTubers, just <laughs> unfamiliar. I definitely mm-hmm. related to that very much. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. It seems fine. It seems fun. I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> the, 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 thing about, the thing about John uh, saying about it, and, and probably like like another extent you, like, but like there, there was like a very like, boomer way of like of, of like looking at it like i do it i don't know what it, what this yeah. is like the, like i don't even know what a pokachu is like that, that okay okay all right all right you know like <laughs> but um but i wanted to do a sort of like you know specialty episode on that to, to kind of you know uh educate people on mm-hmm. it you know like like we, we we try to do a whole bunch of like you know specialized in like theme especially uh when it comes to um a lot of the uh, groups that probably could use a spotlight, you know, yeah. we, we've, we've uh, uh, showcased uh, a handful of women. We've showcased, uh, you know, the VTubers and, and we're definitely working to, you know, kind of like, you know, include a lot more groups within our, w- w- you know, within our, uh, uh, our program, because like, I feel like that's a, that's a thing that we can do because, we're not reaching out to, you know, have you do like a pretty, you know, like focused try hard esque speed run. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a platform to, you know, our show to have fun mm-hmm. and, 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 and to, and to showcase the various games that are out there and also the people of the speed running and retro community that are out there as well. So oh, absolutely. No. And, and of course, you know, obviously, you know, part of why I brought this up is because, you know, People should check it out. Certainly, certainly, Super Boss Brothers. I know there's other, you know, other good hot fix shows as well. Um, I think former former guest Dicus now runs one. Uh, I was on Community Spotlight back in November, run by Railcoon. Lots of good stuff. Um, you know that that channel is always always popping. Uh, let's all right. Let's let's kick off the proper script. Let's go back in time. Speaking of streaming. Sure, where does your story with gaming begin? Like, what gets you into gaming? Does it come from family, friends? What is what does that come in? Oh, that, that, that comes from pretty much like everybody. But like at, at the core, uh, it was from a young, uh, from like a very very young place in my life. Like you know, at childhood, um, I was raised by my mom and my grandma. I was raised by very powerful women. Who knew that? Who knew that they had a very smart child at at the at, in their hands, and that they would get him to do what you know what they wanted to if they gave me video games. So I <laughs> I, uh, I, I was raised on the Super Nintendo, um, and like the and like the cool thing about that is that they did they didn't just like leave me to my own devices. A lot of the Super Nintendo games out there, especially like the you know the extremely family friendly ones, you know Mario, Donkey Kong, uh, actually had a pretty uh, a pretty cool like cooperative you know mm-hmm. uh two player like component so you know we would like take turns you know being mario and luigi like either clearing stages in in mario world or uh you know playing in donkey kong together you know tag team in like they made it like you know they they, they made it like you know really engaging in, in like a really you know main way for like us to bond you know and things like that because like there were there were a lot of memories like a lot of laughs that you know i could tell i could tell you about um from from playing like those games with them 
but th- that, that that was pretty much it and and like and then it really uh let's see it it, re- it really came to a head because like um when, when i was able to like you know save up and like buy like a whole bunch of other like you know consoles and mm-hmm. games like myself because like uh I, I was definitely uh raised uh very spiritual very you know very christian so like a lot of like the you know T, even t-rated or like violent sure. games like couldn't like fall into my hands or anything <laughs> but i really i really liked fighting games really loved killer instincts you know but um but you know that wasn't until later in my life but yeah um it was, it was definitely it was definitely like with family um and uh through through like all of that um like like me and like my cousin like especially like loved being like competitive like so at the time like we were like we would love like playing fighting games you know street fighter 2 turbo on the super nintendo and like all that stuff so uh you know it was just like you know really really good times like i i i felt like you know that competitive you know spirit and you know building a bond camaraderie through fighting games you know with, with a family member uh as, as well like you know at very early age do you still have uh, a lot of your original ancestral equipment or has that not survived the years <laughs> I really wish I did so. Uh, in 2016, my grandma passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, when, but like, but but before like all of that, uh, I would he she would have kept like all the ancestral equipment, like okay. my SNES with like all of my like original games and all that stuff. Uh, when she passed away, like things were like so hectic within like those two weeks that like sure. they, it just like disappeared. I don't know like where it went. Uh, I've been spending you know a lot of time trying to uh, you know build back up my Super Nintendo collection, which, to which uh, uh, a viewer of my stream like you know generously like uh, gave me like one of his SNES uh, consoles. And a couple of games like I was I was missing like Donkey Kong one and two like it's still an extensive list but like you know like that that really like, like that was a really really kind gesture but yeah I'm slowly slowly uh, slowly building that back all the other equipment uh, Bobby was uh, you know got older and was a dumbass and can like sold everything <laughs> um, so like this is this is the one story that I hate telling because it like it just makes me feel so so low. Sounds like uh, excellent I, podcast material. Let's let's hear it. <laughs> it's it's not even like anything bad. It's just like why would you do that? So like I, again, like I was really into fighting games. Like I really wanted to get like into that competition. I met a lot of friends like through fighting games. Like especially like at a really young age. Soul Calibur 2 came out. Oh my lord. Soul Calibur 2. The, like the graphics. It, it, it released everywhere. You know, you, Link was in the game. Come on. I got the PS2 version anyway. But I wanted that so bad. And I definitely could not wear because I was like 12 or something. I, I, I don't know. I, I literally don't know. But uh, <laughs> also, mom's like, uh, you know, like definitely like either for your birthday or like, why are you still asking me for video games? I was like, ugh. I took my old Nintendo 64 and all of my games and I sold all of it, all of it for like a measly, I don't know, like 5473, like just barely enough for Soul Calibur 2 and, and the strategy guy. And that also, and yes, that, that it, yep, yep, yeah. Although they, they had to bundle it good old, good old <laughs> game crazy, you know, uh, yeah, that definitely included Super Smash Brothers, uh, that definitely included, uh, Ocarina of Time version 1.0, I, I would assume, and Majora's Mask, uh, that would also include Earthbound, uh, or sorry, not Earthbound, uh, 
Harvest Moon. I don't know why Harvest I said Earthbound. Moon, yeah. I, was, I was thinking of Ness from Smash Brothers. <laughs> Harvest Moon 64. Like like all, all of these nice Jet Force Gemini Golden Knight. Oh, I'm just... My stomach just churned just, just thinking about it. Just saying that, like, all that measly 54-something. No, 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 no. Did I regret it? Probably not. I don't know. I yeah, love Soul Calibur. Well, I love Soul Calibur When would you have regretted it? Because I feel like at that time, I mean, I remember Soul Calibur 2 coming out as well. And that was that was the hot stuff. Like, of course you it had was. to get that. Absolutely, but uh, and, and like it was, it was great, and and like it really kicked it kick started like a love of like you know fighting games and like also competitive like the competitive community uh, at large. Now that I'm like you know picking up retro odds and ends and things to you know speed run and like definitely uh, you know bringing things from my childhood back because you know they bring me pleasure. I still do not have a Nintendo 64 again to this day. <laughs> like, you know, uh, so, so I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's the most embarrassing. I mean, not uh, definitely an embarrassing story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably not the wor- not the worst one I think we've had on the podcast. I think the worst no. one probably, and I'm not going to name who it is, but there is one person who went abroad with their PS1 and just plugged it into an outlet and immediately fried it. <laughs> so, you know. What was that? What, what, was that? Was that at an ESA last year? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, oh, so well, that might have happened. Well, the thing is, I feel like though with the Europe plugs, it was a South, it was a Southeast Asia story. Like they went home to the Philippines uh, to visit family, and I know I know a couple of people who who plugged in their uh, their like SNES and I think uh, a Sega Dreamcast mm. w- w- without the proper converter and just instantly fried and they try to put everything that on yeah that's but yeah that's no fun at all um <laughs> you hinted actually so one of my usual questions that i like to ask is um the sort of milestone question about taking ownership of the gaming hybrid because we're, we're we're adults presumably sort of maybe and we are now owners you know we, we have to buy all our own stuff uh and mm-hmm. and at some point it was mostly our money that was doing that instead of instead of being <laughs> gifts or you know other other uh, you're sharing or whatever the case might be uh would you have a, a milestone where you're like you went out and you got a console or a computer or something for the first time and it was really all your own money whether that was from a job or or something else it it, it would probably be the first laptop that i wanted to get for streaming mm. um <laughs> So 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 like I, I I did work like a couple of jobs before before heading to like college and like getting like grant money for uh, other things and like all that stuff, but um trying to get something to kick off like streaming because like okay so th- 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 this kind of like all comes like interconnected anyway so like like wh- while I was doing my whole like you know competitive fighting game community stuff uh you know Justin TV was taking off. And, you know, people were watching other people play video games, just as we do. Um, one of our first instant fascinations with Justin TV, us as a fighting game community, was the ability to speedrun. We were watching Super Mario 64 and we were watching good old Siglamek mm-hmm. do old, you know, do do the thing. You know, like and and, and and we young minds, I think I was like 14, 15 back then, absolutely fascinated. 
I like like not only did I want to like do some of that, but I also want to do some fighting game stuff on the side because I was pretty good at fighting games then. Wanted to save up to buy, you know, like a, a sort of like, you know, portable like laptop or something. I did not know that I would need something way more powerful than a laptop, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which 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 would. So, like, I could not when I finally got the laptop. It was like, you know, it was like months of like, you know, building, building up uh, from like two jobs of working at like uh, Target and this other, uh, you know, food place is like a dishwasher. Um, I bought my own, I bought my own like setup, setup, little laptop with like a, you know, the, the good old, what do you call them? The good old dazzle. Dazzle. Yep. The good old dazzles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and luckily I had an old school Xbox 360 that had, that still had AV ports and all that stuff. So I was good on that front. Um, was not good on the hardware specifications to stream all of the extremely graphically intensive fighting games that were on the, mm. you know, that, you know, that were on the, on the platform. They, they made Marvel versus Capcom look so dang pretty. And so like, ugh. so every time that I streamed, it looked like bitrate vomit. It just, it just would not work. But- yeah, that would be harsh in the encoding. And also too, <laughs> I mean, the, the. I'm trying to think of, you know, it sounds like when you would have been doing that. One of the things I always like to ask, especially when people got into streaming, like, before, like, I'd say, like, like earlier yeah. than 2016, the yeah. programs you're using are way different. Like, I feel like now it is relatively, I say this having done it for a number of years, so it's probably not as easy mm-hmm. as I think it is, but, like, OBS Studio, a fairly nice program at this point, what would you have been working with trying to stream, you know, MVC3 at that time? It it's it probably would have been XSplit. Um, a lot of partnerships with the fighting game communities and like their events were like also through XSplit, which were, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and like they had their like partnerships and like their dealings and all that stuff. So like we we you know worked with them with a lot of like you know regional uh, broadcasted events as well. So uh, I was lucky to grab you know like a premium license for like you know a couple of years and all that stuff to get all that going. And that was pretty, you know, that was pretty building block for a streamer, uh, especially if you had just like, you know, we're working with like external captures and like all that stuff, like, you know, and I, no one, when they wanted to go into streaming back then cared about their presentation. They just wanted mm-hmm. to get something up and they wanted, and they wanted to roll with it. Yeah. They, you know, cause like it kind of like didn't matter then a, a lot of the, especially in, in fighting games, like it, it was, it was a lot, you know, based on personality. So like, it, it kind of like doesn't matter, but uh, I digress. Um, I, uh, ended up getting, you know, you know, get, getting so many uh, troubles with, uh, uh, with with streaming like Marvel versus Capcom three and like all that stuff. But uh, again, with, with this whole fascination with speed running. Now, I'm not really like the biggest. You know, I'm not going to go out and play Super Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. I will watch someone play Super Mario sixty four, like like I did back then. So I wanted to, um, I, wa- I wanted to find something that 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 suited me. Like, see if there was like something like out there. YouTube existed. Let's see. Um, I, I searched up YouTube for, you know, like some of like my favorite games. Uh, I grew up with the Super Nintendo era, really love Mega Man X. Um, and for the, uh, PlayStation era was, uh, you know, Castlevania Symphony of the Night was, you know, definitely a historic classic. I don't care, you know, who you ask. Um, and, and that as well. I looked at, I looked at that up on YouTube, saw speed demos, archive videos of good old, you know, Rob Scout, you know, completely beasting this game in under 20 minutes. I was like, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, wild, right? I, I, I like, 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 uh, like over 20, 30 hours, I think, of like scouring every nook and cranny of the castle for like me, a player. And, and like, I thought I was pretty fast at it. Like, you know, you know, I, I spent a good couple of days, you know, you know, what was your playthrough? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> I definitely wanted to break this down to a science. Like, it, and, like you definitely could for, for fighting games, you know, like how to view things in, in, in that aspect. But like, um, th- that was the one fascination for me. Luckily, the equipment could handle streaming, you know, emulators and the, you know, captured, you know, 2D content and all that stuff. So I started doing that. It was, uh, it, it was, it was definitely like a long, a long time of, uh, of you know troubleshooting and getting everything right because again like you know the constant like uh uh software bugs like like i would not imagine paying like what like upwards of like one thousand dollars for like wirecast in 2013 2012 i (laughs) i i like i could not do it but it was like it it was like the no the best most stable software back then like like that's why the people who could afford it were probably like the you know the best streamers but Mm -hmm. uh you know, we, we were we were literally just you know we're just working with kind of what we had, and they were working with the feedback that we gave them. So it was a really slow process of like getting that stable you know that stable stream going. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting to like to read and and how you know how the software evolved and how the the production around it evolved. Um, you know, like my background story is I never really played fighting games myself, but I loved watching tournaments. Uh, you know, in that period of time. Um, and so, like, it was really exciting, of course, you know, to, to, to talk to someone who is, who is involved in some of that stuff. What would have ended up being the first speed run that you actually streamed and recorded yourself? Do you recall? It, it was, uh, I want to say, it's either, it's either a mix of, like, either Symphony of the Night for the Xbox 360 or Mega Man 9. Uh, Mega Man 9 is, like... All right, so I had heard the hype of classic Mega Man games from everybody, mm-hmm. like even before, like I even you know dipped my toes into speed running. Didn't have an NES. Anniversary Collection was cool for like the GameCube, but like nothing really like stuck with me. Then Entity Creates kind of like blows our mind with this like incredible like back to eight bit, back to basics experience, and this is something that I could experience with everyone else largely at the same time. You know, um, a demo came out for Mega Man nine before like the full product released. And I just, I just played that same stage over and over. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people did. Mm-hmm. And, and like, we're just like getting, you know, like, you know, kind of like routing things out like quickly in our head. And I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking of it like a training mode sequence in like fighting games. Like what could I do to make this better? What sequence of inputs can I do to, I don't know to to to, to go the fastest uh to uh not have anything impede my progress so I can keep holding right and jumping and and not stop you know like like a, a lot of these you know uh gears just started you know turning and uh that's that's, that's kind of like largely when I started to become like pretty fascinated with it and of course um, too I mean Mega Man 9 uh you know ends up becoming uh, a pretty big speed game for you right cuz I I think you 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 played that game, to, or, or particularly the Proto Man uh, mode, twice at, at a, a GDQ events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, and also, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, like, when I started, like, peeking my head around Mega Man 9, there was a lot of kind of, like, hype surrounding it. Mm-hmm. There was a um, there was a top-time video for Mega Man 9, 80%, for, like, I think it was, like, 32 minutes even by uh, by Private Eye. And it was, like, if it was lauded as, like, the most perfect speed run, why, or speed run of Mega Man 9, why can we not, you know, get on this level? Why is the RNG so good? Um... So there was a, and I don't like, like, I, I literally do not know, like, how I, like, found this, like, back then, but there was actually, like, a bounty going on, going around, like, in, like, IRC or, like, something like that, but there was, like, you know, like, a base bin and, like, people, like, you know, donated or, like, chipped into, like, this bounty of, you know, upwards of, like, I don't like, was it, like, 200, like, 300, 500, it, like, like, some pretty big money to break the 32, and there was a lot of a lot of new folks coming, you know, uh, 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 from out of the out of the woodwork to work and route out like the speed run. And I thought this was absolutely amazing because this is like this is kind of like how people uh, like when when like a new fighting game come out and like this is like I'm going to relay fighting games and speed runs like very very constantly because I, I just think like they're just like one and the same. But this is this is how like you know like when a new game comes out or when a new character comes out for a fighting game, how people just kind of like they sit down, they route, they lab things out, they try to optimize things, they try to push that very character, that very mechanic, that very game to the absolute limit. And this is the, and this is what a group of speedrunners do. I found that fascinating, and to have that happen for like one of my favorite games, or one of my what would what, what quickly become one of my mm. favorite games, Mega Man Nine, uh, instantly sold, instantly sold. Yeah, it's uh. it's so exciting to be on that on that wave, like when a, when a new game hits, or or you know a discovery is made, which sets off you know a new wave of, of discovery in in a in an older game. Uh, you know, to be there and it's like every few hours something changes uh it's just it's incredible you know and i, I think you, you know, you're, you're not wrong i was expecting i was gonna have questions explicit questions about comparing <laughs> fighting games and speedrunning. you're already there you're you're already <laughs> doing the work for me you're talking about how you got into speedrunning, how you got into streaming i don't need to ask questions uh you know i can just kind of kind of run with it um you know i did want to okay so let's let's do some some specific speed run takes here we already did okay. your first speed run of all of the all of the speed runs that you have done mm-hmm. what is your favorite and i, and I mean that like <sighs> speed game not like an individual instance but like what what speed run you're like oh this is just i love going back to this one it's my favorite one to do i would say typically in a speed run spectrum uh the bloodstained ritual of the night like zangetsu mode is an absolute treat for me to like play to for me to you know speed run and grind and for me to perform. I absolutely believe that um there's a lot of action and there's a lot going on in that game and there's a lot of categories for everyone to enjoy as well. Like for me be for for Castlevania Symphony tonight like not only being one of my favorite games of all time but bringing me into like the speed running running community like and having this kind of like be like the spiritual successor to like that, you know, like that Vania mm, feel, yeah. like it just felt absolutely amazing. Uh, and, and, and like it controls absolutely well, like as a modern Vania should, uh, should. Um, it, and like it's probably one of the most like entertaining like spectacles. Uh, 
there's a lot there's a lot to go over um and the, the like the run for any percent is about like maybe like 22 23 minutes on a good run there's a lot to go over um there's a lot to like see and like and like this is i i when i do my commentary like I kind of like let what's on the screen speak for itself. And then we'll talk about various other aspects of the game. I think that's, you know, like, uh, you know, a, a lot, pe- a lot of people that, you know, can like follow, like, you know, visually like themselves. You and, know, one, uh, one question. Oh, I, I was just going to ask is when I, I, so I watched, um, you know, one of those runs, one of the, uh, the Zangetsu any percent runs for ritual of the night. And I was wondering, um, I couldn't help but feel like uh, compare it to like Richter mode runs or something in Symphony of the Night. Do you think it's that same kind of feeling there? Like, how, how would Absolutely. you compare that? Yeah. Absolutely. The the way that Zangetsu and Richter uh, both control in like you know in their respective games are like fighting games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, like you have for other you know conventional characters, you have you know like your sub weapons, you have like your spells to like you know turn out and all that stuff. These are absolute like fighting game inputs, and like these are extensions of the characters themselves. You know, like like you have to go like like, like there are various like fighting game inputs, quarter circle forwards, and like you know forward back forwards. A lot of you know complex inputs that you would find like only in a, in a fighting game. And it and like they would very very in real time with low late with low latency, uh, you know, react. So uh, it, it's one of my favorite fighting. See, like it's one of I, I almost called it a fighting game because <laughs> like like you look at the move list for Zangetsu, you're like, uh, okay, so that's a Hadouken, that's a Shoryuken, that's a you know that's a down down. Yeah. Like you know, it instantly clicks. But I mean, just it, call it, call up Iga, ask him to add a fighting game mode. It'll be fine. <laughs> all right, it's close enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, but but yeah, like and like Zan gets you like already. Like the Bloodstained universe is so I want to say like so well established. Like you have like your modern, you have your classic and uh it, like it just, it just makes Zan gets you just like so cool. I I love I love uh, you know performing the runs in in various like events. I even use a fighting game, you know, controller. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, use a hitbox, don't you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I use this thing. Oh, there you go. That's a nice this, this was one. the one. This was the one thing that I that I used for uh, for summer games done quick mm-hmm. 2018. And yeah, you can hear it is loud. Oh yeah, no, no, I love those. <laughs> I, I actually, I see. I never really got into fighting games myself, but I did build a stick, and I do love just. You know, oh, just that, that is beautiful. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So no no the button clacks are it's, I mean like, whenever I see those problems I don't know if you ever see the, the people once in a while on Twitter I'll see someone like do you like hearing keyboard noises on streams and I'm like yes please <laughs> I don't know if you do you have any strong takes about that I uh like I, I believe there's a time and place for everything <laughs> uh, <laughs> like like I listen to like ASMR and stuff like you know to help like go to sleep and all that stuff I don't think that. <clears throat> When I'm trying to like you know perform like the way that I want to perform, I can't do it in an ASMR setting. But I would gladly like you know like record you know a video of of, of just. Like 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 like, like all day. <laughs> but uh, you know, a, a very like you know often thing for me for a live stream probably not. But you know I definitely like appreciate it. 
people hate when I type on my blues. Like, people <laughs> absolutely despise. My roommate is like right over there. He doesn't mind that I watch basketball. He doesn't, you know, at a, at a high volume. Uh, but when I click away at these blues, it is so grating to him. <laughs> but yeah, that's. But yeah, I, I guess I'm fortunate. You know, I, I um, my my spouse is like. No, I love the mechanical keyboard. It's soothing. It helps me go to sleep. I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. That's, you know, that works out. <laughs> it's great for me. Yeah, great for me. <laughs> uh, all right, how about how about the flip side? You Zangetsu any percent from Ritual of the Night is the mm. best. What's the worst you've ever done? The one that you're like, I'm probably not going to return to this run. I tried it. It wasn't for uh, me. So, I mean, so so there there are a couple there are a couple categories for some games that I like, but there are also a couple of games that I just flat out like just did not click with at all. Mm-hmm. I think one of those is uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like I want to say four or five years ago when it came out. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine was out. I didn't buy it. It was an Xbox Game Pass thing. I had an Xbox One. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like. I like how he dashes. I tried sticking with it for a fair bit. A lot of the, uh, if you actually look here on the speedrun.com uh, like leaderboards, uh, like, like a lot of you know a lot of members of like the Mega Man speedrunning community are like on are on this list, and like you know they, they, we definitely you know spent our time you know kind of like you know pushing this game mm-hmm. to its limits and all that stuff. Um, there were it was just. <sighs> It was just kind of a mess, though. <laughs> uh, one of the speedrun attempts of Mighty Number no. Nine that I did, and I think it's like still documented as a highlight on my stream somewhere, <laughs> is that uh, I was on a pretty nice pace. I think for like a top time, and not like not like a world record, but like you know, like a pretty top solid time. And I die to the final boss and it one, it takes like a minute and a half to load up. Thank you. Xbox one. This is like the OG Xbox one too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, so not only that, but then it loaded in extremely funny. So like, you know, all right, you know, those unreal engine games where it, you know, like the textures kind of have to like layer on themselves yeah. to make themselves look pretty and all yeah. that stuff. Well, this was at layer one. Like, like this was absolute solid, solid blue block. This was, oh, I, I, like, I I wish I could have shown you this before, uh, before we started talking, but like this, it was just absolutely horrid. And like, Mm. I just spend the rest of the run with just, just, just like sour lemon look on my face. Like, what even is this? Do I even want to spend time with this this is this is 2016 dog like i I absolutely do not want to go back to mighty number nine fair Um, yeah (laughs) like like there there are some kickstarted projects that ended up great look at ritual of the night still has content coming out there is also mighty number nine um who 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 found its success with a uh, 16-bit demake Mighty Gunvolt Burst. <laughs> oh, that's right. I always forget that's related. Yeah. saved it right. by demaking it into 2D. Mm-hmm. So, like, imagine that. <laughs> I mean... So, no. Strange things happen. I, I'm still on the Kickstarter for Unsung Story. I don't know if you, you were on that one. But uh, we'll see if that game ever happens. 
Unsung story. What's that about? That, 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 that was sounds the Final like an Fantasy RPG. Tactics one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So oh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, I I'm not that hardcore of a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm a hardcore Final Fantasy fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I love it when you know I I know and respect like Final Fantasy Tactics fans' appreciation for that game, respectively. Um, hopefully when this game, if this game comes out, uh, I'll be able to like, you know, like with Mega Man nine, I'll be able to like, kind of like, you know, have that experience along with everyone. And hopefully it turns out good. Did you have any other, uh, any other games? It sounded like you had other thoughts besides mighty number nine. I wasn't sure if you wanted to share them. Uh, I mean, like there were just like some categories. So like bloodstained curse of the moon Two has a whole bunch of like a whole slew of like modes mm-hmm. and difficulties and all that stuff. And, um, a couple of days after the game actually released, they, re- they released for a free DLC, this absolute heinous nightmare mode. Well, it's called legend mode, but it's just so nightmarish. Like you take so much damage. There's just a whole bunch of enemies everywhere. Like, and there was already a pretty, uh, you know, pretty fair difficulty with Curse of the Moon too. Like, like I would say, mm-hmm. and just having them just amp it like that to like near Kaizo esque level was like, this is not fun. Uh, like, like this is certainly not fun. Um, so like, you know, there, there were there was a time where I like spent a day just trying to like, you know, I, I like to call them board wipes where. You, you know, there are some like, empty categories I'll just like might as well take. Hopefully, set a solid time for people to you know kind of take. There's a, there's actually some you know been some activity on the boards as of recently. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think of revisiting those really hard modes again. Like they're they're not even fun to show off. You yeah, know? Like, right. It's not even fun as a parlor trick. And yeah, that's it's kind mm. of kind of limited. Uh, no, I definitely I definitely understand. I I am like um. You know, I don't know if you do much in terms of leaderboard moderation, but I'm always this stickler for like for here's an example, right? I'm I'm a moderator for Just Cause Three. And mm-hmm. every once in a while I get someone who comes along and says, Hey PMC, why isn't there a one hundred percent category for Just Cause Three? And I say, That's cause no one has done a run. I ain't making a <laughs> I ain't making a category until someone does a run. And so I don't know, you know. <laughs> I, I I highly respect that. <laughs> I, I, um, so so I'm all, I'm I'm also a moderator uh, moderator for like Blessing Curse of the mm-hmm. Moon uh, too. But I'm I, I wasn't the one to like you know like absolutely you know make and categorize every category. Sure. But I felt like that is that 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 could be good because like it. Br- I like when a player has options, mm-hmm. uh, especially when someone you know coming in like you know that, that's new to the speedrunning community. Like I like when they have options, especially with like a game that they want to play. Um, with Mega Man Nine, you know, I eventually swapped off to Proto Man because I just found them to be a bit more fun. So like I felt like you know detailing you know every you know category as kind of like you know mundane as it is, you know someone might be able to like be like, huh. Maybe I might be able to take that one or maybe or huh, maybe I'll undertake this as a project, you know, like, you know, when it, when you present something like of an idea to them, you know, they can probably, you know, take it into something of a passion project and probably show the world, you know, what they got for speed running. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do yeah. agree with, you know, like, <laughs> just show me, just show me a run and, and, and then it's yours. It's okay? theirs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, no, I, I just, it happens every so often. And, and that's, but, but I think you do bring up the good, the good counter argument, which is 
for for someone who might not be familiar with speedrunning or wouldn't have the confidence to just say, I'm going to do the speedrun that I want to do. Because that's what I, you know, that, that's what I try to encourage people is like, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't like that glitch or if you don't like that thing that in the run, but you still love the game, do the run that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, but of course, people want to be competitive too. People want to see that there is a you know a board to go to. So it's it's a balance, you know. And and certainly, I, it seems to me from you know watching the I think it was the um, the Curse of the Moon two that you did at uh, AGDQ. Was it this past AGDQ that you did? Yeah, it was this past AGDQ. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of very explicit modes. This is not like player defined. This is, mm-hmm. it's, it's right there. It's in the menu. You can, you can pick them. So, you yeah, know, now, case, now when we talk about sense. like whether there's out of bounds or whether there's mm-hmm. not out of bounds, like that's definitely splitting here. And that's definitely right. like, yeah, we can, we can, when there is more activity and more, you know, collective minds within the community, then there's some, that's something that we can discuss. We can have the, but the community co- discussion on glitchless. <laughs> Yeah, but like when it comes to like, you know, like absolute like modes that are like there, like, yeah, there is a this, this and this mode. You can play as these, these, these characters. Like, you know, I feel like, you know, it's, it's probably good to get that information out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one too. You know, in terms of, you know, either like subcategories or variables for characters, things like that, you know, to really encourage that part of it too for games that, you know, that have that uh, as an option. Uh, here's one. Here's, here's another individual speedrun game question. Mm-hmm. A game that you would like to speedrun, but you haven't gotten around to it yet, and you know that's just because you haven't had time or it hasn't fit in with what you're doing. What's a game? Well, you, you just I want to go out and learn this game next. Ugh, and there, there are so many good ones. Like, like I, I could like put this into like categories if I want to. So I think I'm going to. There, there, there's like a there's like a modern one. There's like a retro one that that, that like I really wanted to. Um, I think the like the Sekiro or like the Soulsborne like mm. speed runs and all of that stuff. I absolutely adore those, those runs. I think those, those are so like technically grand. I feel like those are some of like the highest like risk reward for like, uh, performing everything, everything optimal in like a, you know, one time setting or like even like a marathon setting. The, the worlds just look really cool. Dark Souls three is one of my favorites. Like, like, but uh, but Sekiro, like, it, it, uh, uh, sp- explicitly just because of like how fast like you can just like beat this game. Like, I thought like there's just going to, there, there's like such grand scale to these games. There's so many bosses. There's so much to do. So much to collect. So much to fight. Twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me how to beat that game in twenty minutes. There were there were a lot of like there were a lot of like re- revenge projects like for speed running like uh, Super Castlevania Four like 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 mm-hmm. I, I that, like I that game kicks ass definitely will kick your ass at, you know like mm-hmm. when you're casually playing through it you learn as a speed run you can hopefully blaze through it when it comes to like some to like you know uh to that I've aspired to like do just to haven't had time with like the Sekiro like the Soulsborne like it like it, they're just like really really good and I. I when you say revenge project, were you, were you saying like, because um, I feel like you talked, you know, you're talking about Sekiro, but you're also on Super Castlevania 4, because I do find when interviewing people that sometimes people like to get revenge on games that tortured them as a kid by speedrunning mm-hmm. them and absolutely mm-hmm. slaying them. So it sounds like maybe mm-hmm. that was, you know, a part of it too there. So here's how torturous my, my, uh, uh, my journey with Super Castlevania 4 is right now. Is that I did not um, 
I didn't grow up with it as a as, as a kid, but I've always heard from folks that like, oh man, like, like this is like one of like the hardest games. Like this has kicked my ass, and like, and I kind of like went into it like, all right, you know, maybe I should like play through this game and like see see what it really is. Um, one playing through this game casually, I absolutely love the game. Two now learning or, or two like going through that game for like the first time like a year or so ago. Yeah, that game. That game's like really hard. Like I, I, like maybe, like maybe part of me back then was like, um, you know, you know, like we, you know, as kids, we don't really maybe know, fully grasp game mechanics back then, or like you know, we we think a lot more than than we did back then, or something like that. So I'm like, ah, you know, maybe going through it, I'll just beast through it. No, I did not. <laughs> um, that that Castlevania Four is one of my no, no, like 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 I have never had a game humble me so quickly. Like, like that's the thing, and then I learned to speed run it, and then it does the same thing. <laughs> I like, like, like I have, like I have grinded for like a, a while for games that I really, really like to have top times in, and in Super Castlevania Four, I'm like forty fifth, forty ninth, fiftieth, or like something like that. That game is hard. <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot of uh, of patience and a lot of uh, I mean, honestly, just like straight endurance to have with mm. repeated attempts of that game. Um, that I wish I wish I could touch that game to like the capacity of like world record holders. that could just turn out thirty ones and thirty twos and like that, you know. Uh, yeah, another one is Ape Escape, though. But mm-hmm. We'll talk about uh, that. Yeah, oh, Ape Escape. <laughs> Wait a second. Tell me more. I want to hear more about uh, Ape Escape. I, I'm, I'll admit, uh, I'm a PlayStation kid, so I love hearing about this. Monkey One is like one of my favorite game, like like one of my favorite games that I grew up with as a, as, as a kid. I, I I definitely tracked it down. It's like it's like right there, mm-hmm. but like I I got my I got my PlayStation, got my got my cables and all that stuff. Like and like even before all of this seeing the um a lot of the ape escape like runners like do their things like in recent years and actually there was like a a tournament going on a competitive ape escape going on um i think ape escape one is probably the best playstation platformer speed run like 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 it, it like there, I speak like RPGs are a different thing. Sure, sure, they're different. Platformer, but, talking about but, platformer. but but I'm talking about platformer. platformer. Okay. It, it's a perfect amount of execution, RNG, out of bounds spectacle. Uh, it looks really nice and pretty family friendly. Like like the music is extremely banging. Mm-hmm. It's 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 under an hour. <laughs> Always gonna have my platformer speed runs be being under <laughs> under an hour. Like I like, I just think it. I, I honestly, that might be like a hot take, but I think it is like the best platformer speed run. Uh, on, no, on you're right. It probably would be up there. I I don't. I'm trying. The only one. I, only one I can think of that I would maybe compare it to. I don't know if you've played uh, Croc at all, but <gasps> ah! <laughs> I was just playing Croc last week, okay, dog. Okay. And and how'd that go? So amazing because we know because we knew the speed run tech, we mm-hmm. knew the float tech, and the float tech oh. is so good when you once you get those long floats, and it completely made that game a lot of the heinous platforming segments of that game mm-hmm. extremely great. 
extremely great. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it the best, okay. but man, is that a good contender? It's got work. Like, yeah, like, it, like, it puts in work. Yeah, yeah. If if like I. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm a fan of the tank controls, but like I grow very used to them and very well acclimated to them, especially with a dual shock. But I feel like that game could control a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like 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 Ape Escape has that crisp platform, those double jumps that you know. But but Croc is just so good. That that was another one from my childhood that that like just instant serotonin. Honestly. <laughs> So that's great. Yeah, no, same. I definitely, I, I, I knew it was growing up. I was really mainly a JRPG kid, but like Croc was one of the few platformers that I had. So I always have some nostalgia for that. How about your favorite speed run to watch that you have no plans to run yourself? Uh, this would have to go through a couple of eras of, of Bobby watching people do speed runs because, like back then, it was definitely RPGs. Uh, definitely, uh, I I was watching a streamer do like Final Fantasy seven and eight one hundred percent. He would he would be live when I woke up. He would be <laughs> live when I went to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, Final Fantasy seven and eight are among one of my favorite games. I could sit through it. I like, 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 why, why would you pay for cable? Honestly, when, when you can watch Final Fantasy seven and eight, 100%, like, but like, <laughs> um, like, like right. And right now it's, uh, I still want to say like a, a bit of like the Mario games. Cause like, uh, like, like, especially like the newer ones, uh, like Bowser's Fury, uh, the, like the new expansion that came out, super, super nice and cool. I played through Super Mario 3D World a little bit, you know, earlier in the stream, and I really like how that controls and all that stuff. Um, Super Mario Odyssey with its, you know, a uh, myriad of, you know, amount of categories. Um, there's a bit of like, uh, you know, endurance level for how long you want to go in that game for, for anyone, I guess. But like, I, I just don't think those 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 things like really like sit with me like I like I don't know Mario games are just like hard for me to like get in especially 3D Mario games mm-hmm. like I, I like sticking to 2D there's a, there's a lot to go on with like 2D especially if I'm like comparing all these to like fighting games putting that at 3D just mind breaks me honestly canonless I don't I still don't know how to do like I. Ugh. That's a mystery. I, I, I watched, I definitely like watched a lot of, you know, you talked about Siglemic earlier in the pod and mm-hmm. like I was summer 2012. I remember exactly where I was living, you know, I was in an apartment in Virginia and all I would do is like play Diablo three and watch Siglemic play some 64. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole summer. Uh, you know, so definitely, but like, how does Canonless work? I couldn't tell you now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But, but it is like the best, like background noise. Like, like, that that will probably like be there, and the cool thing about Twitch is that you can find pretty much anyone doing like the exact same thing, and hopefully with you know a a splash of their color, you know a little, little bit of their flair and personality as well. You know that's how we find the people you want to you know want to watch on the so end. Absolutely. All right, the last one I have, and I, I was saving this because this is see we're, we had a very topical period of time right now. We are submissions have closed for SGQ. 2021 online and we're not getting a games list i think may 17th i think is when the schedule drops is what it says at least on the on the website right now 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do. I do have here your your list of submissions. If you could pick one of these, if you got a free in, which one are you picking? Uh, Mega Man on the Sega Genesis. I think I don't think there has been a Mega Man the Wily Wars speedrun at GDQ. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I don't think so. Or, or at the very least, not like as of recent. And I know, I know people love you know the the classic NES ones, like the one uh, like Mega Man One OKO Edition on it for you know cool kid mm-hmm. that did it, you know that he did it at GDQ, absolutely phenomenal. I want to make something. I want to bring something different to the table. I think I've always been about that. You know, like, you know, you like Mega Man 9? Sure. Why not Proto Man 9? You know, like, you know, I think I've always been about that with, like, my speedrun palette, you know? And uh, I'm always about, like, uh, shedding the spotlight on really, really cool games that don't really, you know, get that sort of, like, spotlight because they're not as popular. And I do that. I feel like I do the same for speedrun categories. Mega Man on the Sega Genesis, absolutely great. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I, I with like my, my submission videos or even like if you've like watched like the streams for the people that have watched the streams, I think I've been able to sell the game quite eloquently. <laughs> like, um, especially if you're not a fan of the NES and like you know the hardware limitations, Mega Man Three had like a whole bunch of lag. Mm. Uh, Mega Man Three on the Sega Genesis has eighty percent less lag. You know, like. <laughs> I did. I did check. So, assuming GDQ VODs has everything accurate, it looks like Wily Wars was in once in mm. SGDQ 2015. So it's it's been a minute. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Then, then it, it, it's high time. It's yeah. high time for either Mega Man One for the Sega Genesis or Mega Man Three for the Sega Genesis to uh, make their way in. And I feel like. I mean, honestly, with what with whatever game that gets in, like I'll, I'll be thankful. But like, I've really, really put a lot of time into Mega Man, and uh, I, I think that'd be something cool to show off. Um, the Castlevania Rondo of Blood submission is also done on my Hitbox, and I also love demonstrating Hitbox runs. And if there's like a, you know. Old donation incentive to show the hand cam like i'm all like i i love having incentives being met so like i think that's a really cool one to do as well yeah no i really i really enjoyed watching it, it was the it was the zangetsu one right where you did the hand mm-hmm. cam that was mm-hmm. um that was fun i, I don't know I, 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 we, already, we already talked about the sticks but uh, <laughs> it definitely uh love love to see it um, I also noticed that you you prompted some people. You know, you, you were asking online on Twitter. You know what other people were were submitting. I'm just curious if you, if you were to shout out any other submission that you saw when you were asking the field. Is there anything you're like? Oh, I really hope this gets in. You know, you know what? Let, let, let's do let's do a little predictions segment like okay, right now. We got a few, all right, a few hot there, predictions there's, here. There's a lot. There, there's a lot. Let me let me let me try to like go back to the tweet. Um, because I feel like with, with my first GDQ performance being in 2016 Mm -hmm. and kind of like growing with a lot of the community, like now, like I, like there are a lot of mutuals that like play really kick-ass games that I just cannot like push enough to, Mm -hmm. to get in. So like, 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 it'd be great. I am really trying to find this. Ah, there it goes. Uh, um, so we got my fr- my my good old friend Argic. Now Argic uh, 
has has good old Sonic Spinball and Sonic Adventure DX in there. I love Sonic Adventure uh, DX, uh, Sonic Story. Uh, I, uh, Sonic Spinball is, is such a strong meme for me, but I know pe- <laughs> someone skilled like Argit can uh, make that game work and make that game so so entertaining to like watch like he's someone that i really like you know like look up to like as a as an equal when it comes to um really really using your voice to make the game you know to sell the game mm-hmm. while you're playing the game you know like and 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 i think to some degree he does it a little bit better than oh, i yeah. do oh yeah no he has incredible push, but he, 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 he absolutely does um but it's it but I, I, I think that like Argic is a you know one one hundred percent like a, a strong pick for that. Um what else do we have here? What what else do I want? So, oh so a Castlevania game that I wanted to that I want to happen. Uh Dracula X for the Super Nintendo. Um Dracula X for the Super Nintendo is kind of like bad Rondo. It gets a reputation for Mm -hmm. a bad Rondo, but it's kind of, it's definitely its own game. There's a lot, there are a lot of access stolen from like Rondo to kind of like craft it up, but it's, it's definitely a, uh, another cool category. Um, Maria's not in that one. So maybe we can uh, get both of them side by side. Um, but it is another Richter game. There's a lot of cool movement tech for it as well. A lot of, a lot of good music. And I just kind of like that era of, you know, uh, classic Castlevania, not really a fan of like NES one through three, but love like Rondo of blood mm-hmm. kind of love this game. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, and, and that's also good. Um, bad Rondo sounds like a, it's real close to a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> Couldn't help but think about that. Yeah, yeah, GDQ could have a bad Rondo. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also got, uh, we'll do, uh, yeah, do one more. Uh, especially when, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking onto like games or game types that I like watching, mm-hmm. but probably never do. 3D Mario. Uh, Samurai Man wants to do Super Mario Sunshine and also a variant of that, Super Mario Sunburn, which is kind of like more of like an open world and also arranged stages and all that stuff. Really, really love like twists of games, especially since they're now happening to like the you know 3D PS2 GameCube era of like you know like, like these sort of like modifications we'll call them. Um, and like like not only does it show like how well a speedrunner can go through all of these extremely uh, hard levels, but it really really shows like the amount of uh, dev work that went into that modification to begin with. You know, oh, yeah. Like one of the uh, like one of the cool speed runs from like what like AGDQ 2016 or something like that was like uh, Mega Man 4 Burst Chase Air Slide D cast and you're like what is this This is a classic Mega Man This is absolutely <laughs> absolutely incredibly fast and all that stuff like yeah I, so i i want to see more modifications more rom hacks like make it into gdq as well yeah no there's some really cool ones out there um one one I'll, i'm just gonna shout out because i love it every time i see it there is like a, a sonic the hedgehog classic golf i forget what it's called it's called like like solve or, or there's someone it may be someone else knows <laughs> what i'm talking about but the idea is that you play sonic like three for example with Sonic effectively as like a golf ball and you have to like aim him and then like swing and shoot him. I forget it's some it's it's got like a like a real like crunchy name to it, but 
Um, hmm. I, I want to say, I think that's a that's a Liz Star submission, though. I don't. <laughs> I've definitely seen. Oh, Liz's submissions are really good as well. Oh yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> percent. But I was just going to be. I was like, but anyway, but. Yes, the the modifications are really really good. I and I I like seeing more of them, um, and hopefully that'll just yes. that'll just continue. Um, you know that is something that we can hope for in the future. I'm just doing no no. All right, we're not finding it. I was I was hopeful. They're like oh snolf. It's called snolf. Wait a second. Snolf. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. I don't know who Dewolf is. I hope I'm not spoiling them. But uh, Snolf is Sonic the Hedgehog too, but with golf controls. It's good. It's good. I promise. <laughs> you, you know, if you want to see what that looks like, find it. Um, speaking of things that are good for your good for your health, one of the things I always like to ask in this podcast. Um, we're all getting older, but we're keep we still keep playing games. Do you do anything in terms of? Um, healthcare for your hands wrist or other things in relation to gaming you know to avoid injury from repetitive strain yeah i've uh yeah um um, especially with me being like like just like a sort of like active person to begin with Mm -hmm. uh whenever i like did like my line of work uh you know i i was uh uh bar back and i also like you know like uh, was like bar staff mm-hmm. uh, at a really really popular bar in Northeast Ohio. So like I got a lot of like my physical activity like that way. Uh, but also for like taking care. I mean like you know hydration is definitely a thing. Uh, staying up on like the vitamins and minerals are are, are definitely a thing as well. Um, I got you know I have a sort of like partnership with uh, with Gamer Subs that that gets me like all I all I need for you know that that sort of thing. Um, starting, starting to look into like, you know, compression gloves as well. Cause like for speed running, and this is like also why I also look into you know, hitbox and like other ergonomic, uh, methods to control my character in like speed runs is that like, you know, my big meaty claws, this big old hands, like right here, you know, like, you know, cramping over a, uh, you know, small controller like that definitely does not bode well for like, you know, long-term extended use. Um, so I honestly think like that, you know, like having something like that or like looking into an alternative, like, you know, comfortable controller option is prop is like a first big step for self care, especially if you're trying to like, you know, work with your hands and, 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 and speed running or content creation or whatever you want to be doing. Um, you know, especially since, uh, you work with your hands, you know, you know, in real life as well as, you know, with content creation or, if you do competitive gaming, you know, I, I, I know a lot of melee players, you know, really, really grind away at the GameCube controllers, but that's also a bit detrimental on the hands, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I'm also, you know, I'm just, lo- I'm slowly looking into more things to add to the workflow and regimen for, you know, like, like the self-care or, you know, self-care for, you know, the physical, you know, like side of things, you know? You know, keep it topped up rather. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's that's and that's the best thing to do, right? Like if you're if you're in a place where you're nothing is going wrong, like do still look into preventative steps because if something does start to crop up, you want to be ready, you know, to really mm-hmm. head that off at the pass. You did mention there controllers, and usually I do, I I expect this to happen. I expect a segue from a health discussion to a favorite and least favorite controllers discussion. <laughs> come on i want your takes uh we'll start with the least favorite we'll start with the least favorite um 
And and we'll probably do some like a couple of slam dunks <laughs> roll first. But uh, the first Xbox Duke controller, get that out of my face. I don't know <laughs> if if my big hands can't wrap around those and and those like really really like stale feeling jelly bean feeling control uh, uh, buttons and all that stuff could not rock with. Maybe it's just because maybe it was because like I didn't grow up with like Xbox or anything like that. But like that Duke, it was, it was just absolutely like it was. <laughs> unwieldy mm-hmm. like like <laughs> like like i tried to play a regular game on it like like maybe it was the best for halo maybe it was the best for you know insert competitive whatever here but i tried to play something like i don't know grab by the ghoulies or something where i have to jump and i i am completely uh just overwhelmed with this controller and just like how hard it is to press multiple things at the same time. Um, the, uh, let's see an- another bad controller. Um, maybe just because I'm so handy handed, but the, what do they call it? Not the, not the dual shock. Someone brought that up. The six axis PS three controller. I thought was like lighter than plastic. I thought if I, why you gotta do F- this to my man? <laughs> I love this controller. This is the best PlayStation controller. All right. Do not do. Don't let me hold that controller because with one press of the square button, it will immediately uh, cease to function. I like. I. I feel. I like. I feel like I am holding a newborn baby every time that I hold that controller. I feel like with the most like delicate like. You know, like I, to, I feel like I have to handle it with the most delicate and utmost of care because, like, I I press anything in. This is the controller we're talking about. I press anything in, like a little bit too much, and then just or or like there's something snaps off or something like that. It was it's just incredibly light. I. I, I, I like I don't know like maybe it's the best for you but like I I like the heftiness of the DualShock Three I, I I like I like the rotors I like you know like just just heftiness it, it felt like a more solid build you know but it it will never uh, compare to I think the very first DualShock for the not not the first not the not the first dual analog but the first dual shock for for PlayStation 1. That is I a, that is a difference. Are, that is yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like with oh I think I, yeah I have one right here. Like with this thing it, it's like the most solid build. If this holds if this holds up strong today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know like 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 face buttons, this D-pad, how it's how it's just kind of like I know uh, it's it's great. It's pretty good. Like, like I like firm presses. I like you, you know. I I like good build. I've definitely dropped this thing a bunch of times, <laughs> and, and and like it's still work. Like it it just feels like a good build, you know. Um, and let's see another good controller. I mean, I'm 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 kind of like excluding like fight sticks and all that out of the right, equation. Sure, sure. Um, let's see an- another good one. Probably, I really, really like the Xbox One controller. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like not just this one. Uh, this is a Series Two like Elite Ooh. controller. 
But the thing, but the thing about like the Xbox controller to begin with is that I love the D-pad, like the little like little micro switches that they have in a D-pad. I absolutely enjoy for 2D platforming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a you know really good, comfortable like hold in the hand. I think that you know the even like the buttons and the triggers up 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 at top don't take uh, all that long or don't take all my effort to like press or anything like that. Oh, excuse me. Um. And like and like the haptic triggers for you know uh, haptic vibration motors rather for uh, for like the supported games like definitely feels great as well, um, and it's congruent and it and it plugs into a PC so you can do both of your PC runs with that without having to configure any other you know Steam big picture mode or anything like that like it, it like it just works like it's just kind of tried and true you know yeah no you're you're not that's I've, I've you got to just do roll with what works for you and i I find like those Mm. controllers are just super solid workhorses well we're on the subject of hardware equipment here and particularly a lot of the 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 runs that we you know have kind of touched on here um Mm. are runs that are retro you mentioned building up your retro collection again um and something i wanted to ask about because i get wildly different answers about this but uh, people have a lot of different approaches when it comes to how they're playing older consoles today. And when, when I'm talking about that, what I what I specifically mean, of course, is you know, like what TV are you using? How are you capturing it? How are you converting the signal? Uh, do you have a particular approach that you stick to when it comes to you know playing your Super Nintendo or playing your PlayStation? When I started speed running, I was kind of all about monitor well it was all about lcd mm-hmm. um we, uh, having a lot of the kind of like high-end equipment that we used from fighting games like you know like the the, the kind of high-end asus asus monitors back then uh back in like 2012 2013 um i had already like even if there was like a, a small amount of delay two millisecond i was still able to like you know like adapt to it and i did i really you know as a kid back then did not want to go out and find another CRT that would take up a lot more space in my room and all that stuff. And especially since I already have gotten used to the timing with it and it's pretty normal in competitive fighting games, I might, I, you know, I thought bringing it over to speed run speed running was pretty good. So, uh, um, when it came to that, uh, I had a monitor and I still have a monitor right now, which is you know, one mil, you know, yeah, one, one millisecond, 144 Hertz, all that stuff. Um, was always an LCD person. Um, with the classic consoles, I do have a retro tink. Okay. Uh, you know, that, you know, that really, really nice, affordable, lagless. Um, you know, it has a, the pro has a RGB compatibility. So I have a couple HD retro vision cables for my respective, you know, my respective consoles. Cause like, I, I know, and this is another reason why I don't like uh, playing on CRT, because like those things will definitely fade after, you know, for if if you don't know how to take care mm-hmm. of a CRT yourself and your own, they will wear out on you extremely quickly, especially today, today, um, especially when it comes to picture quality. I like crisp. I like, you know, precise, sharp uh, visual quality. That's why I wanted to like to like you know RGB everything up and and the uh, 
LCDs have a really good, you know, like way of like, you know, displaying how crisp the pixels like really are and especially string to them. So that that's been my loadout for like pretty much like ever, you know, like if it wasn't if it wasn't like, you know, passed through for a cat from a capture card, it was definitely like, you know, like something like this, something like a, uh, you know, StarTech uh, USB three mm-hmm. and all that stuff for 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 that portable capture as well. Does the OK, so this is a very specific question. Mm. Does the RetroTink have the issue with when the PlayStation one switches resolutions or is that a solution that avoids that issue? Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? What are you? What specifically are you talking about? So, all right. So, maybe you don't encounter it. That I always forget which setups. So, in PlayStation One, uh, games will often switch between 240p and 480i. The most common thing. This is like Chrono Cross is a famous example. There's others mm-hmm. um, where it'll be uh, 480i menus and 240p gameplay. Um, and so, some solutions. For example, if you're using something that's trying to track what the resolution is, so it can appropriately convert it, I- like an OSSC you'll end up falling flat in your face for two seconds because the resolution changes. Um, yeah. So, so unfortunately uh, that does not, there, there's no bypass around that with the retro tank. Mm-hmm. I know okay. exactly what you're talking about okay. now, because on the Sega Genesis, uh, there are some resolution changes between menu and gameplay with Castlevania bloodlines. Oh, uh, okay. And that's also why I opted to use uh, PC Classica or yeah, a Castlevania Anniversary Collection for that because, like, as 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 re- as much as I wanted to use the, like that hardware, just could not bypass that issue. So uh, apparently, there is there is going to be like you know a future models of the retro tank that that are going to bypass that, which I fully and firm and firmly believe that you know like it, it's going to work. Like the like I'm. I'm super in love with my pro and, uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, buying something again, like kind of established that brand loyalty to me. Sure. So, uh, or for me, so, uh, no, so, it's definitely so, so, interesting yeah. now that, you know, we are seeing so many of these accessories for consoles. Um, I haven't, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. I've mostly kind of cheaped out on my converters, but I am mm. unfortunately very much into, <laughs> Uh, some of the optical drive emulators that have been coming out for systems like the PlayStation, Saturn, Dreamcast. Things yes. Like that. Um, have you gotten in any of that stuff? It sounds like you may. You know what I'm talking no, about. No, no, I absolutely want to though. Like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly, slowly building everything up. So, mm-hmm. like, I just got. I think the, the, the recent thing that I acquired was a Mega EverDrive X7. Okay. Um, I'm, I want to slowly work to do that to. Uh, my old PlayStation and my Dreamcast, because like my Dreamcast was also a really, really good source of childhood memories for me, and uh, would love to just like, would just yeah, I would love to just explore that category of of just Dreamcast games, especially Diamonds in the Rough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's especially since Dreamcast that that era should be solidified into the into retro category now so yeah yeah well i mean i always you know i i mean everyone has their own definition but i will say retro gaming live tv as far as i know when they do retrothon they now accept up through i think 2005 or 2006 so it sounds good to me oh that's you know uh, that's, that's legal. psp all right, right? Let, yeah let's PSP's submit retro. some maverick hunter x to <laughs> retro thought <laughs> oh i absolutely love those guys yeah, yeah. If, if you didn't know 
part of like retro gaming live for a couple of months uh back there maybe in like uh 2016 2017 uh they're like nothing but like the the best of Staff like mm-hmm. they, they really work hard. Yeah, they really work hard to bring a lot of varied retro gaming content. Uh, a very, very ever, uh, ever an all inclusive community that's just steadily growing. Like, I, like I, I was there when they were trying to all collectively get partnership mm-hmm. as a channel. Like, like been there through you know, like like those you know, like highs and lows and struggles. But like to see them blossom into like something you know really really cool to bring really you know varied uh, you know, uh retro content through events year in and year out like super super proud of them like sorry just but like you know super shout outs to oh yeah RGL. no I, please we're, i welcome to it i mean i, I you know I'll, <laughs> I'll be doing uh runs in retrothon uh coming up and uh and you know too i you know i got a local connection to them that i'm very grateful for because uh, the live event that they do next level speedrun showcase is in the Philadelphia area in South Jersey, nice. uh, and I'm that's that's where I am, uh, and so I'm able to go to that and participate. And hopefully, I you know hopefully when it is you know safe and appropriate to do so again, you know I can get to reconnect with all those folks in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, if definitely a very good event. I don't, if anyone's listening and you're a speedrunner in the Philadelphia area, it is 100 percent worth the drive. And some people travel farther, which you know. Obviously, shout outs, uh, shout outs to them as well. Um, let's see where we're where we're going from here. I guess we could start. So the way this is structured, uh, for folks, uh, we're gonna have some some Q and A. So if you have questions for Bobby here, start cooking those up. Uh, we'll start heading towards uh, the the sort of wrap up of, of the formal part of the pod. A uh, part of what I like to do. This is uh, an interview series. And I like mm-hmm. to get a question from my previous guest uh, for my next guest. And so my previous guest was uh, Matt Apocalypse, a Souls runner, apparently also a Street Fighter player. I didn't know that before I invited oh, him on. Oh, nice! But he had he had traveled to tournaments, you know, the NorCal regionals and Evo and all that. So uh, that was a, a cool surprise from from that interview. Uh, but apparently, when I when I asked him for a question, he was fixated on a singular game. And so he decided that he was going to make his question all about that game. And that question is, have you played Nier Automata and did you get through all the endings? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I played through Nier Automata. I did not get through all the endings. I think I have three endings and one of them is a bad ending where you uh, eat a fish or something. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, I got Nier Automata when I, when, uh, for my birthday from, from a friend of mine. And I definitely like play through it, but there's really a lot to that game. And like, I feel like to be like a really big fan of that game is to understand, like, at least like on the surface level, like it's lore, it's universe and all of that stuff. Um, I loved the gameplay, but I just like, I, I feel like there was just like other things like occupying my time, you know, like, like I love the, the, the music. I love the aesthetics of it. I, maybe I should just you know revisit that, especially since uh, the new year is uh, going to mm, be coming out. Coming out soon, yeah. Mm. Now that does mean that I do need from you a question for my next guest. It doesn't have to be about speedrunning. Obviously, this question was a mm-hmm. general gaming question. Question will be answered by a speedrunner. Could be about anything. I've had questions about music, about food. Do you have something that you would like to relay to the next Overboost guest? Uh. Man, we never really talked that much about music. So, uh, if there 
if there was if there was a soundtrack to your life what genre of music would it be now now you can specify that you know they can specify like you know a certain like album or a group mm-hmm. but i feel like genre i feel like you can go into a really nice subject about you know about like genre uh you know a, a lot of motivation and a lot of like how you feel is definitely driven by like what you listen to you know a lot, a lot of mood drivers there so and, and, I'm, and i'm really you know, uh, there are a lot of like really, really good, you know, music, uh, music theory, music makers, you know, uh, in, in the, and I was gonna say fighting game community and <laughs> in, in speed running. Um, and it's really nice to hear like, you know, like their thoughts about, you know, what really gets them going when it comes to music. So like if, if they have like a, if, if they would have like a soundtrack, then what genre would it be? Or, or, you know, like, like what, you know, what kind of music would it be? No, that's a good one. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I often lurk the streams of, of the guests, you know, in preparation for, for the interview. Uh, and uh, today, you know, I had you on while I was doing my day job and you had some good beats going. You <laughs> during. Hmm. I think you were playing, was it Me- Metavalian? Was that the name of the? Yeah, we were playing yeah. Metavalian okay. and we were going to, uh, and, and I was just hopping up my, my lo-fi playlists, you know, like hmm. I uh, absolutely love um like the whole like lo-fi new you know sort of a uh, sort of like vibe it's really good to walk to really good to think to study to you know really good background noise and i really like how people can take like subtle sounds and make it into a melodic masterpiece so you know low key because you know lo-fi but. of course how about <laughs> upcoming games that you are excited to play what what is on the horizon that you are interested in getting w- up with Oh, that new uh, that new TMNT game that's coming out. When they again coming back to you know finally reliving some some good old side scrolling beat 'em up uh, series like that. A lot of the TMNT games were in the either in the arcades or on NES, and that's the games that people remember fondly. I think that this new TMNT game coming out is going to be pretty kick-ass. I, and when the world becomes safer, like I, I, I hope a game like that brings back some really killer, uh, you know, some couch co-op vibes. You know, sitting next to your buddy and laughing because you're bashing someone's face in. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really, really like you know uh, games that could provide that sort of uh, you know experience. That's highly why I like you know indie games like Guacamelee and all that. But um, you know, you know things like that. No, that's very, very good. Yeah, Cou- <laughs> man, I I hope for the return of couch co more couch co op stuff. That's going to feel so so mm-hmm. cathartic, uh, to to be able to do that. Um, who should people if you could put more eyeballs on someone instantly? Who who around in the community needs more people watching them? <sighs> Oh, for uh, for speed running for speed running, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want if you want to mention oh, other people oh, too, no, no, you're no, no, welcome no, 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 to. No, 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 no. I, I have, I have, I have number one, and Uh-oh. that I interact okay. with is so great. But this one guy, and you should, you should probably know him. I've been talking about Castlevania Symphony tonight for a good part of this stream, uh, but his name is Dragon Blitz. Dragon mm-hmm. Blitz is a is is a young 
fired up speedrunner content creator. Uh, just today, he took uh, like pretty much all of the non-glitched, uh, well, and glitched uh, Alucard Symphony of the Night categories and speedrunning, and that's something that but I don't think has ever been done before by a single, but not Rom Scout, not not nobody. Mm. Um, like, and when it comes to symphony of the night being one of like like everyone's like kind of like favorite game it's where people you know in are were inspired to make their own indie games you know you know metroidvanias and all of that stuff like like symphony of the night is so great and a lot more eyes need to be on that game to begin with a lot more than just randomizer a lot more than just these you know on and off gdq appearances my dude dragon boats puts a lot of work into you know optimize these routes and just like you know that, that like his stream is pretty much like a good home for symphony of the night and uh, like i just wish that like you know like more eyes were on him and because he definitely definitely needs that needs that credit like he deserves all of that credit you know no absolutely i I think i mean i I feel like you know sometimes i get the perception that people almost think of that as like a game in speedrunning history but not actively being speedrun but that's not the truth like nope the game is being run now you know and new things and and, and at a high level and with and with still so many uh young members of the speed running community you know like 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 and and i feel like you know they they will take they along with us will you know you know overtake uh other other you know uh other preferred you know channels in in speed running you know like when they you know eventually like do you know something else you know like we we got a you know, lift ourselves up, and then when the time comes, like definitely pass the torch to people who definitely deserve it. Now, where should people be looking for your stuff? What's the what's the best stuff to to find and check out? Uh, I, I do I do Twitch stuff every weekday morning, eleven a.m. Eastern, and um, I do some like weekend content, but I just kind of like leave those to, you know to myself. I leave nights and weekends to myself uh, to either you know uh you know chill out video edit hang out with my partner you know like things like that and i love being i i i I think like with like the audience that that i kind of like you know have have gathered like being a morning show is definitely in my uh like like it's definitely like my brand Mm -hmm. you know Like, like especially if i'm trying to make it like a show especially if i'm trying to like you know keep things together and scheduled and all that stuff and people kind of like vibe with that if you you feed like the lo-fi content uh you know with like you know (laughs) i'm definitely not a you know uh mic peaking 100 of the time extremely (laughs) lfg pog but i'm but this is definitely like like what what you're hearing right now is definitely like what you're going to be getting and I think that's definitely you know like on brand for like the morning show. So I'm so that's that that's it. Um, Twitter. I'm also like really really active on Twitter. Uh, we do do a lot of uh, social activism as well. There's still a lot of injustices going on. And as much as I would love to run away and play video games and shield myself from all of it, they these are conversations that must be had. Uh, especially not from from not only uh you know my point of view but from other people not like me that are experiencing the same damn thing so uh if you want some of that i know a lot of it's not fun to uh, ingest but um twitter is definitely where i'm most active 
Um, and then Discord, we have a whole bunch of people in there, around 600 folks. We love playing games with each other, Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy 14, and all that stuff. So, yeah, those are those are pretty much like the main avenues. Awesome. Yeah, and and of course, too, you know, I I always make it clear in you know in anything that I do, I have a try to have a pretty explicitly leftist and inclusive bent and the stuff that you've been posting about is necessary and important and you know i encourage people to engage with it you know it is Mm. so important even if you feel like you know i mean like you generally the listener feel like you're able to get away from it a lot of people aren't and that's you know that is very important to address and engage (laughs) uh and to you know to follow through on that so uh do absolutely uh you know follow bobby on twitter uh <laughs> but you know but, but no and I, it's good also i, I want to say too you know i mentioned earlier i was lurking during my work hours and certainly i think that idea of a morning show you know i guess it's more morning for uh west coast than east coast and it's like afternoon yeah. east coast but um but definitely good 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 material to have on in the background uh, a fun variety of games um so i definitely uh, definitely pull it. I, I put the links into chat here. Uh, if you're here with us live, uh, if you're listening after the fact on YouTube or Spotify, iTunes, etc., you can find all the links uh, to Bobby's channels in the show notes in the, in the description. Um, and now we're going to conclude the formal part. So again, you know, thank you so much for giving me this time. And I need one more thing from you, which is that mm-hmm. I'm going to use a cheesy catchphrase, like "Let's boost on out of here." And when I say that, I need your best rocket engine noise. <laughs> my, pe- my best rocket engine yes. noise. Yes. <laughs> like like lifting, like lifting off, blasting yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, like taking off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All, All right. right. I like this. All right. Folks, <laughs> thank you so Let's much go. for listening. Let's boost on out of here. That was good. Yo, we took off. We got out of orbit. We're going. <laughs> we gone. We did it. We, we gone. We go. <laughs> you you cut out a little bit at the end there because I think I think think Discord decided you were just making noise. Which, uh, the- I mean, to be fair, you were. So, but it was beautiful. We had a we had a good lift off. The mic couldn't keep up with you with you taking Yeah, yeah. Off. It's space up there. You can't hear. Yeah, them. it's on. it's difficult. <laughs> All right, we are we are already getting some good questions in chat here. So the plan right now, we are on the front page of speedrun.com for a good another 25 minutes. So I need your your best here. And I think the very uh let's see, the very first one I think was Apache. Uh how do you feel about things like turbo and mappable controllers for speedruns? Mappable controllers. You so <sighs> So I feel like I feel like Turbo should if there if there is an official controller that everyone can get that that has Turbo like the, like in like the Turbo graphics right 
that actually has like like a, a like a built-in like turbo function like in in it i feel like it should be fine especially for like like speed runs of uh rpgs with extremely lengthy text boxes mm. and like you know those categories are like six seven eight hours I really don't want to be doing this like all day. Do you really feel like, like I don't want to be having to do this for like 10 hours, you know, like, like if, if there, if there is a, an easy to get like wait for, for, you know, for like turbo and that's like official, like officially licensed, which means that like a lot of these brands have to really, really get on board with like accessibility and making sure that everyone can play their video games. Um, then, then yes, like it should be acceptable. Cause like th- that is like, the only way some people can play video games like some people can't like rapidly mm-hmm. tap or anything some people can't play you know like you know uh like uh you know high level like Mega Man X or anything like that cuz like you know their bodies can't really keep up like that's kind of shitty you know yeah <laughs> it's uh when it comes to button remapping like like that, that that's another like you know like like tough subject cuz we we definitely want to like include like a lot of a lot of folks in um I I'd, I'd like it when when games themselves have the ability to remap, uh, you know, certain functions, certain binds. There's definitely uh, for a lot of these newer games, like you can double tap to dash with a ter- character, or you can straight out press a button, or you can hold that button. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, there there there's a there's a really like gray line between like what the game like is intended to be played, and I really really hate you know like throwing that into the fray. And also, like, how can I play this game that, you know, that makes it comfortable and, like, honestly cool for for me to play, you know? Yeah, Uh, I I definitely think there is an element there of, and and this can be hard, but of of letting go of what you think is intended. Um, I've always enjoyed, I think it was the, um, the developer of Celeste who talked about adding in different modes for accessibility <laughs> and things like that and being like you know i i divine designed this to be a tough as nails 2d platformer but you know i also needed to understand that you know the level of challenge that i designed maybe for for myself or for a certain audience that doesn't really universally apply and so yeah. you know you, you you just can't give that to everyone it just does not going to happen yeah I I, re- I really like when things about about things like this are called into discussion because it it forces discussion to uh, to move forward in a in a better direction when it comes to edit you know to uh, including everyone who who wants to be a part of what we enjoy. Mm-hmm. So like maybe back then I'd be like oh you know only Mad Cat's controllers had turbo no screw that no 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 but like but like now it's definitely like. You kind of have to open your eyes and, 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 and like see like you know people definitely want to enjoy the same thing that you do. Let's work together, especially in like competitive speedrunning. Mm-hmm. Let's work together to figure out something that works uh, that is fair uh, for all parties. Now remember, folks, you have chances to throw in questions here. I, I got a few here in the queue still, but of course, feel free to throw in some more. Coca asks, "What is your favorite video game soundtrack?" favorite video game soundtrack i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put two out because 
Yeah. Uh, one, one is a fighting game. Uh, it's a new fighting game, uh, newer fighting game called Killer Instinct. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. and like the score is headed by Mick Gordon. You might, you might have heard his works from like Doom, uh, you know, like, like the really, really ripping, tear, genty. <laughs> I, I love that. Like, like that, that just screams, that just screams at me, honestly. Like there's a whole bunch of night, like, I really, really like when a like, especially a fighting game soundtrack just kind of like evolves with the times, you know, uh, Tekken was definitely like in the same manner where, you know, there was like a lot of, a lot of rock themes to a lot of this electro stuff. Killer Instinct have like a lot, like the best of all worlds. You had, you had some really nice, you know, like rock metal gent type. You had some really good, um, you know, electronica, some good dubstep for, you know, for, again, like, like just like little tastes of like every genre, a lot of good, you know, like world music, a lot of, you know, a lot of nice Gaelic chants, like a lot of these, you know, elements that could speak out to like pretty much everyone. Like, yeah, like, like, like you know, we're talking about a, tw- a 2013 killer instinct. The killer cuts were, were, were really good as well. 2013 again headed by mick gordon was absolutely amazing it's it, it's on streamable uh it's, it's streamable at pretty much everywhere i suggest you take a look at to it uh season one and season two cool um, no, the I other mean, honestly, one never sleep okay. on fighting game soundtracks i i feel like you can't you can't like you can't i i every time someone links me like uh like a classic like versus series soundtrack or a classic king of fighters soundtrack it, it always mm-hmm. blows me away yeah, 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 like, 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 don't, don't, don't go, don't go out on a run, and don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, like, have that be your workout music if you want to be in, insanely pumped. Like, like the the Mick Gordon stuff is just absolutely amazing. Um, he he, he just does great work. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the other soundtrack, uh, personally for me, I think Final Fantasy X has a pretty perfect soundtrack. Uh, just 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 including like again all of like the worldly aspects of spira and like you know the instruments that they would probably use there and uh like it's it, it's amazing the atmospheric events uh even like the far plane the you know mountain gagazette like like all of it seemed really really anthem like but and also extremely catchy at the same time like uh like that would probably be like one of my soundtracks like, like if, if if we were to ask that question that uh of uh oh if there yourself was the one a, that you're giving to the next guest yeah 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 now actually you you mentioned music earlier like we didn't talk about music do you play any music is that something that you've done because i feel like there's always some interplay between um because in my mind i always feel mm. like music speed running fighting games there's a lot of people who there's are a, on yeah, different parts of that There's a lot of triangle. overlap, right? Yeah. Um, I, I was, yeah, I was heavily uh, in, uh, involved in music ever since uh, I want to say like high school, and like it's it, and I jumped through like a whole bunch of genres just because like I enjoy a whole bunch of genres. I went from a kind of shoddy garage cover band in high school to performing on main stage to one of the oh yeah this is something we haven't got to but uh we performed main stage on my birthday in one of the uh most popular like underground venues for the cleveland music scene which isn't there anymore like it like yeah i got torn down like a couple years back but um 
I but like being part of like a bigger kind of like more like refined band and like all that stuff like I'm I, like back then I was like huge heavy metal kid mm-hmm. oh my god I could scream my <laughs> lungs out people were like dog you're like the next Howard Jones huh and like I honestly loved that joke let me tell you anyways <laughs> thank you you get it um but 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 no like like from going to like you know garage band stuff to like performing in front of like hundreds uh like like i always felt like 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 music would be like a really really big part of like whatever i did so like um even though i i kind of like left those you know band projects and all that i still sort of like you know made music uh with a couple buddies of mine you know made a couple rock a couple you know r&b and like all that stuff again a lot of genre jumping Mm -hmm. because like look why not like like exploring with 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 different genres is like so amazing and uh i i mostly do like a lot of like the light the, the writing and like the singing so like i love writing to different things i love singing to different things and i love putting emotion in, into them as well so like i've done a lot of those performances and, and like yeah right now like i guess if i guess we could plug the soundcloud this is a podcast oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> soundcloud.com slash the black tastic uh the the single morning from two years ago uh it's <laughs> absolutely fantastic uh one of one of my best uh pieces and uh one of one of the most like fun projects i've done uh uh, with my mate dylan so uh yeah definitely take you know take a peek at that i I definitely uh want to do some more music stuff in the future when things become safe and i can start you know traveling freely um because that that that's you know a passion that will never leave me like like speed running is speed running is something that i will i will definitely do Mm -hmm. but my body will not be able to do it anymore which, which 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 will suck, but I will always be able to do music, like, and I'll always be able to, you know, express thoughts and write lyrics and like, you know, all that stuff for as long as I'm able, you know. Yeah, you know, that's one of the funny things about about music. Obviously, we're we're both going to keep playing games as long as possible, but, but music definitely does has that feel that you know the last thing I'm going to be doing probably <laughs> is the music that's going to keep working throughout mm-hmm. all the other things. Uh, Delwingo had a question here, I think from fresh from the PlayStation Nation, uh, hey. which was Ratchet or Jack? Sorry, I gotta go with Jack. I'm sorry. Jack is my boy. Jack and Daxter was like that Naughty Dog revival. Like, like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, baby boy. I am so sorry. But, but, like, okay. You, you know how like bloodstain is like the spiritual successor to castlevania and like all that stuff jack and daxter was like definitely like the next like crash bandicoot crash type at least the precursor legacy was like making it go that way mm-hmm. and i absolutely adored that game the game's visuals were good platforming so amazing speedruns are good speed run- <laughs> <laughs> we're in oh, feel like uh, a, a betrayal here apparently that's a hot take apparently <laughs> jack and daxter one of the most successful naughty dog franchises that spawned a lot of sequels and all that stuff uh this is not a popular pick <laughs> jack and daxter is amazing like, like say what you will about jack two and three and whatever came after that but uh, like like precursor legacy especially now like i have it on my ps4 or ps5 like, like i want to speed run that soon like it, it it's really nice um it's, it's an honest it's an honest platformer like like it'll humble you at, at, at some point some moments but 
there is a really, really great charm with Jack and Daxter and like, you know, you know, to your extent, you know, Ratchet and Clank, um, there's that charm that like, you know, you will just be instantly hooked to it, you know? Like 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 the 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 grody crude quips by Daxter like like I, that had me split, my my sides were split as a kid I don't I don't I don't care but, <laughs> yeah, it's like the way that the game was like you know like it was extremely well written and like especially when you when you don't have that much of uh, of a narrative behind the like main character himself the silent protagonist and like all that stuff like uh they did really well with like you know building the world like around him yeah i always forget that i i gotta be honest as much as i call myself a playstation kid i was always so lost in like um rpgs and first person shooters i really haven't played that many of the classic um platforming series like i have not Never played a Jack, never played a Ratchet. So, mm. <laughs> I, I, but we were talking about Croc, and like, come on, like right, I played Croc, and then I was like, you know what? That's good. That's that meets the quota. It, 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 you know, it is life. the go game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so uh, I, I'm so glad that, that like this er, this is this era is like the well this year for me. I like to call these like platform or yeah these you know game platforms of speed mm. runs uh these little segments like eras like i spent a lot of good time with Mega Man 9 and that you know we and that was an era i did a lot of good stuff with uh you know Mega Man 7 and uh, castlevania 4 on super nintendo now with this thing like this 90k like uh, a lot like this playstation nation ape escape like, like like all these all these other platforms that we just mentioned spyro uh, crash like like that's it's really like 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 there's a whole nother level then yeah absolutely whole nother level there's there's a whole universe out there once you get start cracking the the, the ps2 stuff it's really uh you can just go down such a deep hole uh, folks, we still got another 10 minutes or so, so I, I see some people here in the chat. So if you got any questions you want to throw out, I'm always going to throw out my, my easy question to make to make my life uh, simpler, which is, uh, are there people that you'd like to see on this podcast? Are there people that I would like to yeah. see on this podcast? Who needs, who needs to tell their, their origin story? Where do, what, what needs to be told, discovered? I, I, I mean, I, I would like to... <sighs> I would like to see a lot more. Um, you know, that actually is like a really good question. Like, I want to like scroll down like a Discord list or like something. <laughs> like, 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 like there there are a lot of people with like varied uh, like backgrounds and like you know varied uh, like genres of speed running. Like, like I know there's a whole bunch like like honestly like like uh with uh the whole people that I wanted to watch but like never play like the whole like Sekiro like mm-hmm. uh if you if you haven't had like Lil Aggie on there like, Soulsborne guys like I I feel like they're like you know like a really really nice treat uh to look into like their history especially for like these new games that have like come out and like how highly optimized these games have been like to begin with you know um especially with like you know like like souls born i would love what would love to see that uh let's let's see about i don't know um let's talk about you know dragon blitz and and, and like his you know castlevania symphony of the night adventures i want to see i want
want to see like you know like varied like you know popular and varied like you know like rising star mm-hmm. s like less yeah. like you know like people on here like i because like i know a lot of you know like popular people like you know like you know like cartsy or like arcus that could like really shed a lot of light onto you know like background and like behind the scenes stuff and then there's a whole bunch of like you know like rising stars you know a whole bunch of people that you know they are rather a clear like handful of you know a clear few that are basically skyrocketing in like popularity just because like you know either how good they are at the game or how uh you know how nice they are as a you know as a person you know how explosive their personality is you know yeah no it's definitely been one of one of my objectives to i think to to mix around the right because there, there's other speedrun interview podcasts out there and they, and they do good jobs uh, mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like there are genres uh, being underserved. Souls is definitely one of them. I definitely feel like there are a lot of great Souls runners, uh, and, and and you know I wasn't seeing their stories necessarily being told. Uh, you know, like horror is another one I always mention. There's like a ton of great horror runners. Yeah. I feel like I don't I don't hear uh, a lot about them. Uh, but also the other part of it too. Uh, one of my inspirations is because I the, when this project started, it was focused on mecha stuff because it's like a, I have an interest in like mecha anime stuff. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Peaches. Uh, do you know Peaches? Yes, actually, and yeah. An incredible font of history. Just like his, his speedrunning goes back early 2000s. You know, mm-hmm. the websites I had never heard of for leaderboards, things like that. Um, and I was like, wait a second. There's like, and like he, you know, he's just sitting on this knowledge and isn't telling anyone. So, like, definitely, you know, talking to people who've been around. Uh, but also, you know, highlighting people that that are that are coming up and understanding how they got into it because I think that's really important too. You know, it, it might feel boring to hear for like the twentieth time that oh yeah, I learned about speedrunning through GDQ. Uh, but like, it's still important to know I think how people are are getting into the scene and what impact that has. It's especially when it comes to like the the year that they came in, I, you know, either watching these events or like watching some speedrunner speedrunner adjacent content on Twitch or something like that. Cause like these conventions, these meetups and like these types of people that we interact with like day in and day out were vastly different to, you know, 10 years ago mm-hmm. as, a, as opposed to now, you know, like, like, you know, what, what sort of like prominent, you know, like faces of speed running. Did you see at those events back then compared to now? Like, I feel, I feel like having that sort of like, you know, like comparison is definitely necessary for uh, that insight into like the whole behind the scenes and the growth of things. Yeah. Like no, honestly, within the, within this mm-hmm. era, like things skyrocketed, like, uh, the esports contracts for speedrunning. Well, okay, all right. What? What? How many figures are we talking? Hello? Like, like it just kind of like blew up. They're like we 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 literally just went, and I can't it can't even just say we because like I came in at like 2015, 2014. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that like people went from you know submitting recorded speed runs on their vhs to the speed demos archive graybeard coven and 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 consulting with the council and frame counting and all of that yeah from all of that you know putting all that work with you know our, our our content you know working out of our basement or apartment or anything like that to the breadth of amount of content that we can create the communities that we've you know curated and that we've formed and all that stuff like now like that's extremely important to document like that's extremely important yeah it's it, it's an ongoing project especially to know what it was like at that point in time um i you know I, 
with with speedrunning and, and documenting speedrunning history, I, I think there's often an interesting discussion of like, I love it. I don't know if you've ever if you've ever done this or encountered this. I love it when I see runners be like, "I'm gonna do a GTA Vice City run circa 2013," <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something like that, where they they kind of revisit it because there was a period of time where you know with a completely different set of strats or a completely different type of game, mm-hmm. people were just playing it over and over again, and and that's what you did, and that was, and you had you know memes and jokes about all that. Um, and then you know someone finds a different way of doing it, and people lose interest in that in that old way because they want to do the faster way because it's speed running surprise. Um, but you know that's still a part of the history in the same way that even with you know games online as a service, um, my fondest memories of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds will always be the period of time in which they had fog maps. I thought the fog maps were the funniest mm. thing in the world, and apparently I am weird, but I already knew that. Uh, so. <laughs> So, but, but like, but you can't do that. I don't think you can. I haven't played that game in a while, but I'm pretty sure they got rid of those forever. I, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I think that was like a, like a fog of war, like concept from like League of Legends, mm-hmm. like put into like that game. Like, like I thought if they would have put, the, if they would have cut that in there, like I thought it would have just been like a feature, but I mean, Hey, uh, community feedback. This is, that's what it gets. Right. You know? That's what happens. You, you end <laughs> up, uh, end up throwing that away, uh, for sure. Oh man! So, are you still active with um with fighting games stuff? Because uh, I, I I was kind of trawling around. I noticed that like last summer I saw you doing there was some stuff on your YouTube channel, but I wasn't sure how much you keep up with that part of things. Yeah. So every uh, every uh, like month or so, um, I like uh, putting on like a fighting game tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I do like you know Street Fighter. Sometimes I do you know Marvel and like other games. Uh, but it's it's called the Black Cup because why not? And uh, it's basically be, I, I basically did it because one I with my mounting work schedule like back then like I, I started doing this you know idea back in like 2017 mounting work schedule working like two jobs and like all that stuff sure. I did not have like the ability to like go out and you know, to like local fighting games and or local fighting game events and meetups and like all that stuff. So I just wanted to like bring everything here, you know, to, to mm-hmm. where I could, you know, control every, you know, you know, produce everything and make sure, you know, not, nothing, you know, breaks uh, pretty much. And like, I, I definitely love just giving people a platform to just, you know, strut their stuff because like, a lot of people who can't, you know, really go out and travel to like these events, obviously, you know, turn to online for the next best thing for when it comes to competition. And, uh, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't see that in offline, you know, but you do see, you know, a lot of these really, really bright, pretty, you know, uh, you know, young minds that, uh, that are extremely sharp and extremely competitive. Like, and that's, exce- that's extremely what I want to, what I want to see, what I want to mm-hmm. showcase, you know, cause we can, we can talk about Justin Long, Daigo, Umehara. Sure. Great he is, but let's talk about Akuma Slayer 86. Who, who is that guy? I want to spin a narrative around that guy, you know? Yeah, no, black, absolutely. Black, I mean, yeah, I think it's another thing is that like the ongoing work of, of highlighting new people, like it, it can't stop, and so providing more online opportunities, you know, like that's like and it's the same thing with speedrunning too, where you know everyone thinks about a GDQs, but there are so many great online marathons to participate. We, we mentioned Retrothon earlier, but mm-hmm. there's more. You know, there's a there's a whole universe about them, and, and being aware of those is 
uh, good and important. Are there any marathons that you'd want to shout out here as we're uh, winding down to the last last minute? Yeah, let's see what's going on right now. We got Kelly Thon, Stan Strong going on this week and actually going on right now. Uh, they're going to be raising funds and awareness uh, to benefit the Stop AAPI Hate Coalition. Um, again, really good cause. Uh, and I'm really, really honored to be, you know, uh, on that platform, strung the stuff, hopefully uh, entertaining folks and uh, bringing, you know, bringing in those funds because, you know, those marginalized groups definitely could use the help wherever and whenever they need it. Um, and, and especially like I like to be, you know, like like I like to help my fellow brother. You know, it's it, it, it's just it's just as simple as that. Like like you know, these people, unlike me, are are struggling with like the same issues that I'm going through. I'm all, I want to lend a hand. I want to help anyway. Um, so that so that's going on. Uh, my performances is going to be uh, Saturday for Mega Man Nine and Bloodstained Curse of the Moon One. A couple of uh, I want to say like classics for me. Like I just love demonstrating those games. Uh, next weekend we have uh, Game Over Cancer. Uh, Game Over Cancer uh, is actually a we uh, a yearly uh, mm-hmm. yearly thing uh, uh, headed by Stryzer eighty six nonprofit event. Um, all all proceeds there go to the Canadian Cancer Society. Um, so definitely up and on that front. It's going to be a pretty cool showcase uh, that weekend. I'm going to be playing Mega Man Nine alongside another high level speedrunner, uh, Handsome Jackass. Um, and we're doing a pretty nice showcase race. He's going to be playing Meg, uh, Proto Man. I'm going to be playing Mega Man, and we're going to be like pitting them two against each other in, in, a, in a race and see with their you know varied strats and route differences and RNG. You know who's going to come out on top at the end. So that you know I you know love love uh, demonstrating something like that. And uh, you know oh, there's always that cause to go through as well. Um, I myself am in, uh, running a charity initiative throughout Earth Day, benefiting Charity Water. Um, I do a lot of viewer interactive content. We like to do a lot of uh, you know crowd control extensions. Uh, we're doing one tomorrow for Super Mario World Randomizer and another game, uh, another mystery announced game. But basically, uh, you can donate via that extension, and the extension will give you coins to you know activate a lot of effects in games mess around with bobby um but we ended up, ended up raising over twenty six hundred dollars for charity water in that single event alone uh last friday and i hope to uh <laughs> you know uh, smash some higher goals and retire milestones with that charity effort uh tomorrow and i think that's actually it besides you know that's gdq coming up but hopefully hopefully we can get uh get a game or two in there you know yeah you submitted right yeah you submitted right oh yeah i submitted my usual garbage (laughs) i i I, I don't know i I mean it's that's my thing is i always just like very kind of janky 3d games so like a lot of the stuff i submitted was like true crime new york city uh (sighs) the the 2002 diehard first person shooter um uh, the first Just Cause, you know, I figured why not mm-hmm. try that after Just Cause 3 went down pretty well to GDQ. Yeah. Um, I did submit something new, Tear Down, uh, an early access indie game about destroying things. Really? Uh, what, what, what's, what's, when did that come out? Like, like I, I'm sorry, I, I just love hearing about, you know, new indie games. Yeah, I know. So that came out in early access in November. <laughs> it's like 20 bucks. They have the first half of the campaign. It's this voxel based um, destruction game. Like, it, it's, you know, so. I know some people, I like, a lot of people will be like, oh, I, I've seen this, and 
Um, it's got interesting. I do the no major glitches category. There is a there is any percent where you can do prop flying. Surprise, prop flying is fast. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I usually just do no major glitches, and uh, and that's really fun. It's just fun to you. There's drivable vehicles. You can blow up walls, blow up buildings. Uh, the the kind of the, the gameplay loop is a heist. So you set everything up to hit all these things that you steal, and you have to do it in sixty seconds and get to the escape vehicle once you activate <laughs> the alarm. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I definitely, uh, if, if you're into a game of a first-person perspective, a lot of destructibility, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, speaking well. of checking out, uh, we should go raid someone. I think we are now now wrapping up the 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 end of this lovely podcast. Um, where should we go? Should we go to Calathon, or do you have another raid target in mind? Uh, I, I mean, like, hey, the big charity event uh, is definitely uh, still going strong with Cali Strong. Um, they could definitely use all, all of right. the support, all the tabs open, and hey, if you have a couple of dollars in your pocket, you know, some charitable donations. Again, they definitely do go uh, towards protecting uh, Asians and specific Islanders. So, well, um, that sounds like the right place to go. So, I'm going to go ahead and cue that up. Uh, Bobby, thank you so much for giving me all this time. And, and and love and attention uh i hope i hope to see you on the screen in the future and god willing at an event maybe maybe see you in person in the future so uh thank you so much of course yeah yeah definitely thank you very much for having me on this platform this this was a treat thank you very much for you know uh, just talking shop and uh definitely uh, would love to do it again uh, in the future sometime awesome it's been a joy have a good night take care